Welcome to the Burstness Podcast. I'm Joe Donahue. Thank you so much for joining us. We are well into the offseason. The Super Bowl is weeks behind us. It's the time of the year when we start to take a pivot and look towards what pieces need to come together for the next NFL season. That process does start every year for fans, at least, at the end of February when draft prospects head to Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine. Now, the NFL Combine is a chance for draft prospects to show coaches, GMs, scouts, and others affiliated with the NFL and its teams that they are, in fact, worthy of a draft pick. Players who catch the attention of teams may be invited for in-person workouts at team facilities, other conversations, other opportunities to get to know the team, the players, the coaches, all with the hopes that players would be able to get their name called on draft day this year in Detroit. Now, for the teams, this is a chance to find that diamond in the rough, the chance to find a player that might stand out. A prospect's performance at the Combine could be the difference maker between a team spending money in free agency to fill a need or a team picking somebody up in the draft. And when you come to the draft, you want to make sure that you're not just filling the immediate need, but you're filling future needs as well. Now for me, this is the time where I really start to take a look at the college players and who fit well with the Eagles going forward. It's very hard to do that during the season because the Eagles are playing. You look at the players that are coming to the Combine, it can sometimes be incredibly overwhelming. So I wanted to sit down and talk a little bit about some of the areas that are going to be of focus. Now the biggest thing to start with is that as I look at this Philadelphia Eagles team and as I review the performance last year, The most apparent thing is that with the holes in the secondary, a rookie who can shine in the defensive backfield has a stronger chance of making the roster than somebody who plays another position, especially on the lines or in the offense. Now, Howie Roseman has a long-standing history of building up the lines quite well, And while the offensive and defensive lines underperformed over the course of the 2023-24 season, I do think the Eagles are in a decent position on the lines. So I don't think that there would necessarily be an immediate need to fill in the draft there. There are definitely some future needs. We'll touch on a couple of those. But defense is going to be more critical. Now, Howie doesn't tend to draft a lot in the secondary. In fact, of the players that were on the 2023 Philadelphia Eagles roster, just eight linebackers or defensive backs were drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody else who played in the secondary was acquired either as an undrafted free agent or through free agency from another team, or in one case, through a trade. Of the eight that the Eagles drafted, just Nolan Smith was drafted before the third round. Nolan Smith drafted with the number 30 overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Now, the Eagles do have three picks in the first two rounds. 
They have number 22 overall, they have number 50 overall, and they have number 53 overall. And that's before any potential trades that Howie may make. It's one first round pick and two second round picks, and that's a lot of capital. Now, I, along with other media, had the chance to talk with ESPN draft analyst Matt Miller earlier this week, and he indicated that this year might be the year for Howie to buck the trend. You know, when you have, like, Howie has been there for so long, when you are able to say, okay, historically, this is what this team likes to do. You know, you can do that with Baltimore. You can do it with Philly. You can do it with Kansas City. Um, I, I definitely pay attention to that. The other side of it is you can have those trends and say, okay, this team never does that, but this might be the time to do it, you know, because they the struggles in the secondary, especially, you know, they got old at corner in a hurry and the depth at linebacker fell off. And so those might be positions you would say, Howie Roseman does not do this, but it might be time to break some of those trends and break away from some of the, the molds that you have. So that's like you said, I had him go Queen on Mitchell in the first round. Uh, I think in the second round, I had Tyler Newbin and junior Colson. So corner safety linebacker, which right up the middle of the defense, they've not done that, but, I think we saw this year when you had to rely on Keely Ringo and Eli Ricks, you know, those day three to UDFA corners are not getting the job done. So it's, it, it's almost feels like it's time for a reset. Was it, was it 99 where their first three picks were defensive backs in a row? Uh, you might, it might be time to go back to, to the Lido Shepard draft and, and look at that strategy and how well that worked. So I know how he has his, you know, belief build in the trenches and just draft Georgia players as much as you can. But this has got to be the year where they, they at least try to do things a little differently. So what does this draft class look like? Well, the position that it is quite deep at and that the Eagles have a dire need for is corner. Now, at the same time, it's also not a super deep linebacker class. There is a linebacker prospect that is on the lips of every Eagles fan. I'll talk about him. It's hang tight. But... The fact that it's not a super deep, super talented linebacker class, that's going to weigh into how you see mock drafts play out over the course of the next several weeks. For me, at least, corner is going to be the position that you're going to want to watch on defense as you're heading into the combine. Now, there are two particularly notable guys that stand out at corner that could go at the number 22 spot for the Eagles. One is Quinion Mitchell. He's out of Toledo, and he is one of the top corner prospects. He went into the Senior Bowl, and he put on a stellar performance in practice. He was already getting meetings from NFL teams before he left the Senior Bowl, notably the Pittsburgh Steelers. Quinion Mitchell did opt out of the Senior Bowl game itself, so there's no stats for him for that game, but... He is still with his tape, with his athleticism, with his speed, with his overall corner ability, somebody that is definitely worth watching. And if he falls to number 22, I honestly would be over the moon if the Philadelphia Eagles took him. The other corner that could go with the number 22 overall pick, potentially a little bit more likely, would be Ennis Rakestraw. He's a corner out of Missouri. Rakestraw may not have the turnover production that Eagles fans might expect, but he did register 35 tackles, 24 of them solo, over the 2023 season. And while that was certainly his best season in terms of tackling, his previous seasons in college, where he played comparable games, have led to comparable results. So he's very consistent, 
And with how bad the Eagles got at tackling at the end of the season, getting someone in who knows how to tackle will be nothing short of helpful. Now, again, along with other media, I had the chance to catch up with Daniel Jeremiah, former scout for the Philadelphia Eagles and current draft analyst for the NFL Network. And DJ had a lot of positive things to say about Rake Straw. I think I had him taking Rake Straw from, uh, from Missouri, who's my, my third corner. Um, he kind of has some slay to him, kind of built a little, a little similar to slay. Uh, really, really just tough, uh, feisty, uh, can press you, plays with a ton of energy, which I love, which I think they would, uh, they would get a kick out of there in Philly. Just passionate, energetic dude, but real fluid, real fast, real tough. But for me, as I'm looking at these guys, and especially given the fact that there is an opportunity for these guys to come in and immediately have an impact, because I don't think that James Bradbury is going to be hanging around, and Darius Slay is not getting any younger, there is an opportunity for these guys to come in and light up the field at corner. And in order for them to be able to do that, they're going to need to fit in well with a scheme that is designed by new defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, Vic Fangio. Now, I did ask DJ what he sees in players that would help them succeed in Fangio's scheme. And it comes down to being heads up and responsive, using the player's eyes to see the play and to respond accordingly. That's a good question. Um, Look, eyes are going to be big uh, with Vic. So, yeah, I, I look at Rake Straw. I think has really, really good eyes. Uh, he can play the ball. They're gonna, they're gonna get pressure. I know they kind of their numbers fell off a little bit this last year, and I know they got some new faces, some young guys who get opportunities up front, and uh, they need some of those guys to step up. But uh, you know, I look at guys that that have those eyes and uh, and can find and play the ball. Now, those are the big two that might have the Eagles' attention with the 22nd overall pick, but let's say something happens and they're looking at another position for that 22nd overall, and they decide, you know what, we'll go there. We've got a deep draft class of corners. We don't need one right now. Well, the Eagles would be right because the corner class this year is relatively deep. And there was one that could be a day two or day three pick that could be somebody that the Eagles would be interested in. Especially because, as DJ pointed out, and I noticed when he dropped the name, he comes from Georgia. And we all know about how he's well-known penchant for drafting Georgia Bulldogs. You know, another one that I think is kind of interesting is... uh we haven't talked about this corner, but is, is Kamari Lassiter from, uh, from Georgia. That might be a little bit early for him, but he's somebody that I think, you know, kind of fits, you know, fits what they look for and, and what they like. He's a good player. And I think he has some, some inside outside versatility can play and the nickel can play outside if you want him to as well. Now we're focusing on that 22nd overall pick, but there are two other picks and those two picks could also be opportunities for the Eagles to put a stronghold on the defensive foundation in the backfield. Matt Miller from ESPN went two rounds in his latest mock draft, and he picked Tyler Rubin, safety from Minnesota, and Junior Colson, linebacker from Michigan. Again, for me, as I'm looking at players, the big thing that I want to know is how well are they going to fit into a scheme 
run by Vic Fangio. So I asked Matt that question, and he had this to say about these guys, along with Quinion Mitchell. Yeah, so, you know, actually, Junior Colson, when I did this mock draft, I got excited when I realized he was still available for Philly because, you know, watching Vic Fangio in San Francisco, it was Navarro Bowman, it was, you know, Patrick Willis. There was always, you know, there was a great linebacker there. That was what they were really known for at the time. And I know that the game has moved on a little bit from, you know, your linebacker being the center of your defense, but I think Colson fits that so well as somebody who can erase passing lanes. He's just six foot four. He's going to erase passing lanes in the middle of the field. He's agile enough to cover tight ends, but what he does against the run, you know, Michigan's defense, just you can key on him every play. What he's doing outside the tackle box as a run and chase linebacker is really, really impressive, not just in terms of speed, but in terms of like the football IQ to diagnose. So uh, I think he, he obviously fits there. But Tyler Newbin uh, is just a ball hawk over the top. You know, everyone's running this two deep, two deep safety look in the NFL right now. I think he's ideal for that because of the ball skills. Uh, he had two interceptions week one last year that are a great example of what he can do over the top at finding the ball, you know, baiting quarterbacks into making mistakes. And then Quinion Mitchell is just so physical. You know, if, if you had to pick a winner from the senior bowl, I think it would be him just because you watch this tape at Toledo and you're like, okay, this guy's dominating this level of play. How's he going to look when he gets, you know, against power five guys for a week and he dominated everybody there. So, um, you know, what he can do in press coverage at the line, is great but then he also he has the speed to turn around with these guys so i think with fangio you know you would hope the defense is going to get a lot more aggressive at the line of scrimmage uh and then you're gonna you know rely on speed to carry those guys in face i think mitchell does all that exceptionally well so for the average fan i just want to stress this because the average fan is not an nfl scout nfl scouts have been going out to college games all season they've been trying to do the analytics and the review of game film and gathering all the statistics and getting to know players, talking to coaches up until the combine. So scouts already have a general idea of where they're going to be looking. For the fan, though, who might not be as up to par on college players, the combine is a good opportunity to start to get to know who these players are. And that's basically what I wanted to do with especially these defensive players, because these are some guys that could really make an impact for the Philadelphia Eagles, especially defensively. Now, defensive players on the combine will work out over the course of two days. Thursday, February 29th, defensive linemen and linebackers will work out. I would not expect the Eagles to be looking a ton at defensive linemen. Again, the Eagles do have a pretty solid defensive line, and even if somebody like Fletcher Cox retires, again, I think that last season was more of an aberration on the defensive line than anything else. So if you're watching the Combine on NFL Network on Thursday the 29th, I would focus more on the linebackers. And then on Friday, March 1st, the rest of the defensive backs will work out as well. Again, coverage airs on NFL Network. Now, speaking of linebacker, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. from Clemson is the player that's on many, many Eagles fans' lips right now. Because his dad is Jeremiah Trotter. He's the former Eagles linebacker. The younger Trotter is somebody who Eagles fans are excited about. But 
when DJ was asked about Jeremiah Trotter, he put some caution on seeing Trotter going, certainly in the first round, maybe not even until late second or third. <laughs> to me, he's look, he's a good player. I don't think he's a first round pick. Um, I'm curious to see how fast he's going to run. His game is more about instincts, which obviously are very crucial and very important um, at the linebacker spot. But, you know, when I watched him, he's a little bit undersized. Um, he's got really good eyes. He'll, you know, he he sifts and sorts and he'll fill physical. Um, he can thud off blocks, which you don't see a lot of guys take on. Um, I just thought the speed and the range was just kind of so-so. So if he if he runs well, um, yeah, then I, I think he can really help himself. I think he's more where I have more in the third round personally. Um, but shoot, he goes out there and, and moves around really well and, and, uh, and kind of aces the rest of the tests here. I think he can find his way into potentially into the second round. And the linebacker draft, it's really it's not a great off-the-ball linebacker draft. Now, there are a few other positions that could warrant some looks with one of these early round picks. One is offensive tackle. Now, the Eagles' offensive line... Again, the starters going to be solid regardless of whether or not Jason Kelsey returns or retires because the Eagles have been putting effort into making sure that Cam Jurgens is ready to step into that role. So I don't expect that the Eagles will be looking to spend a ton of draft capital on the offensive line. They're doing just fine for right now. But with Lane Johnson getting close to retirement, this would be an opportunity for the Eagles to bring in somebody that could fill in Lane Johnson's shoes at right tackle. Somebody will eventually need to replace Johnson, and who better to learn how to play the right tackle position from than the player who's been doing it exceptionally for the Eagles for a decade. If the Eagles do pick someone, it might be somebody like Tyler Guyton. He's a right tackle out of Oklahoma. He could be the right guy for the Eagles there. Again, it depends on where the Eagles spend the pick. A lot of mocks have him going in the first round, so if the Eagles were looking for a first-round offensive tackle, first-round right tackle, Guyton could be the guy. Offensive tackles will work out with the rest of the offensive linemen on Sunday. If I'm watching on Sunday on NFL Network, I would be looking for how the offensive tackles are doing. Now, later on in the draft, you'll probably see some other positions that the Eagles are going to be looking to potentially get some successors long-term in. Tight end is going to be one of them. Now, the Eagles already have an exceptional tight end in Dallas Goddard, but the Eagles drafted Goddard when Zach Ertz was younger than Goddard is right now. Goddard was drafted in 2018. The draft is an opportunity to find the successor if you play it right and get them ready to take over, and the Eagles can absolutely do that with tight end. Plus, if the Eagles do draft a solid tight end, then they're able to implement that tight end should Goddard go down, or even if he doesn't go down, the Eagles can work with that tight end and make sure that he's doing a good job at blocking and helping with the blitz, which was an area that the Eagles really struggled against on offense last season. So again, I don't think they spend the first round. I don't think they spend any higher than the second pick of the second round. 
We'll see what the Eagles decide to do in that regard. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles are looking to spend some draft capital on Goddard's successor. Tight ends will work out in the Combine on Friday along with the defensive backs. So I've given you your little primer on Thursday. I've given you your primer on Friday. I've given you your primer on Sunday. The last day is Saturday. And if you're an Eagles fan, you're looking at the players that work out on Saturday and you're thinking running back. We already have a quarterback and we already have stellar wide receivers and both of those position groups work out on Saturday. So realistically, it's just running back. And would the Eagles be interested in spending any degree of draft capital on a running back? But it might be something that the Eagles would look into given that Rashad Penny probably not hanging around. Who knows what's going to happen with Boston Scott? Kenny Gainwell isn't getting any younger. DeAndre Swift being the lead back. So it'll be interesting to see as you look at the running back core, if there's somebody there that catches your eye and who might be the person. Again, I don't think there's somebody like there was a B. John Robinson last year who is projected to be a first round pick, certainly not a top 10 pick. Now, all of this is still very much up in the air with free agency still around the corner. We haven't yet fully reached it. A lot of what the Eagles could be looking for could change. Again, the combine is really just an opportunity to get another look at some of these players who are going to be entering the NFL draft. And as we get closer to the draft, we'll do mock drafts here on Bird's Nest Podcast. That's going to be something that we want free agency to kind of settle down around before we actually take a look at, okay, where are these players going? But right now, my hope is that this was a helpful primer for you for the Combine. If you're going to be checking out any of the workouts, any of the things that are going on, which positions should you be focusing on, any players that stand out, these are all things that are going to be helpful once the Combine kicks off on NFL Network next week. But as always, let me know what you think in the comments below. What players stand out to you? What positions do you think are the most important? Let me know. And thank you so much to everybody for tuning in to the Birds in This Podcast. You can support the Birds in This Podcast by liking and subscribing to Birds in This Media right here on YouTube, as well as by sharing to your social media pages. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Please visit birdsnestmedia.com for additional Eagles coverage. And if you feel so inclined to support us in a different way, you can find the link to our Patreon in the description below or at birdsnestmedia.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and let's go Eagles!